You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bernadette Peters. Hey, I'm Anissa Foles. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Fergie Philippe. Hi, I'm Eliza Oman. Hola, soy Florencia Cuenca. Y yo soy Jaime Lozano. Hi, this is El Morgan Lee. It's Alex Brightman from Broadway and beyond. Hi, this is Joe Iconis. And this is Lauren Marcus. Yes, that's escuchando. And you're listening to B-Way Show. B-Way Show. B-Way Show. The podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome to B-Way Show, the podcast. Your home for theater conversations from a passionate Broadway fan and reporter. I'm your host, Shoshana, and I want to start off by emphasizing Black Lives Matter, period. The show must go on! This week's guest is Mandy Gonzalez. Mandy's best known for originating the role of Nina Rosario in the Tony Award-winning musical In the Heights and returned to the Richard Rogers Theater as Angelica Schuyler for another Lin-Manuel Miranda smash hit, Hamilton. Mandy's a Broadway legend. She's blown the roof off of the Gershwin Theater as Elphaba in Wicked, as well as countless other roles. You can listen to her album Fearless and pre-order her book, also titled Fearless. Mandy's the proud founder of the Fearless Squad. You can join too. Hashtag Fearless Squad and show the world just how fearless you are. Just breathe. Enjoy our conversation from May 14th, recorded for my live YouTube series, The Show Must Go On, Line. Enjoy. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming on The Show Must Go On, Line. Today's guest is the one and only Mandy Gonzalez. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Shell? I'm wonderful. Thank you. It is amazing to meet one of your idols via Zoom. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, it's wonderful to meet you. I'm so thrilled to be here. I wanted to give a shout out to Curly Girls. So I'm very like happy to be on here. I want to know your product line what you're doing to continue those fabulous curls. So this is very exciting. Yes, very exciting. This is just Brazilian Jewish Egyptian. Nice. Yeah, thank you. I thought you would like that little combination of (laughs) my ethnicity. I love it. I love it. And at home, I usually use like Weedod, as I know is like very in the family over there at like Hamilton. I'm using Weedod today. And then a little spray of something with shine, but this curl keeps going like, so Right, there's always that one. And before this, I was like, okay, wait, got the curls, got the curls. Yeah, they just have the mind of their own. They're like, hey, and today we're doing this. So I know. I'm going to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. But the reason I don't have any of my products is because I'm from New York, but right now I'm in Washington State. What? What are you doing in Washington? My boyfriend is out here. This is where he lives. Actually, yesterday he flew out to Alaska because he is a the captain of a salmon fishing boat. <laughs> Amazing. That's super cool. And I'm dog sitting. Sometimes he likes to be inside for these videos. And sometimes he's like, it's a beautiful day. I want to run around. Oh, good. We're having a beautiful day here on the East Coast as well. You know, we've had maybe like, like we've had like six weeks of rain and it's been really unfair. But, you know, we, we have had those days with have, have been like these patches of sunshine, which has been really nice. So my dog is also outside. So, but you may hear him bark. He's very loud. It could happen. And I'm loving that Heights poster right behind you. I've got two. Ooh. So this one, and everybody can say hi to Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hey, Lynn. This one is actually from 
off-Broadway when we were at 37 Arts. And so it has the entire cast and um, the entire band. And this one is from the Broadway production, as you see my blinds. It's from the Broadway production with the entire cast and some new cast members that came in. And my husband got them framed for me for Mother's Day. So they're brand new in my office. And I just, I love, love, love them so much. Oh, that's a great Mother's Day gift. (laughs) I was like, yeah. My husband's an artist, so he has a lot of like, you know, ways of doing things. Yes, I love that. So how has quarantine been for you? I mean, you are a wonderful mother, singer. You've been doing these singing warm-ups. Yes, I love them. I am, first and foremost, uh, I hope you're feeling well, and I hope that you're safe. And I think that I'm so grateful to be um, in a place where I can be safe with my family. So I'm very appreciative of that. Um, Other than that, it has been every day is like a new um, beginning <laughs> and it ends. Uh, but no, every day is a new a new adventure in so many ways. My daughter just learned how to ride her bike with math, taking um, bike rides around our neighborhood together. And now that it's warmer, but you know, yeah, I'm a mom and I do homeschool from nine to two, and we take a break at noon, and that's the time when I kind of warm up my voice and get it going. So I figured if I'm doing this warm up, I feel like there's other people out there that might want to warm up with me, and also it's a way for me to socialize. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because I'm like, what's up? Let's sing. So um, I decided that I wasn't gonna, you know, I was like, I'm gonna do it every day, and then I'm like, Mandy, that's too much because sometimes my daughter is, you know comes in and needs me and I have to go. So I said, I'll do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon, Eastern Standard Time, you can warm up with me. And every time I'm going to try to give a new um, warm up so that you can practice it throughout your week. Because it's so hard, you know, as a singer and somebody who does eight shows a week, and I'm so used to that. And my voice is so used to that. I I need to kind of keep it. I have to keep it in shape. So I know that there's other singers out there like that or other people that maybe just want to warm up and have a minute away from the everyday schedule of what's going on. I'm going to make it for everybody. I love that. Yeah, I have a bunch of people here saying, hey, and that we're on it. My girl, Lisa, who's a show trion, that's part of my BYU show Patreon. Love them. Awesome. Awesome. Right, work it out. Uh, she said, uh, please tell her I really enjoy morning coffee with her via Facebook. Oh! <laughs> My morning coffee, and I have like the biggest coffee cup I I think you've ever seen, but I feel like every parent at this time can relate um, that the mornings, they they just come too fast and uh, the coffee always helps. So uh, while before I start my daughter on her full day of uh, of work, I have my coffee and I chat to friends on Facebook. I'm a very like social person. So this quarantine is very hard, you know, because I love my friends and I love New York City and Broadway. And so it's hard to like, to, I mean, my family's fantastic, but it's still, it's like, I need my, my friends, my people. My people. My people. So it's nice to, um, to reach out on social and just be like, what are you guys doing? What's happening? So it's yeah. Nice. yeah, that's actually how this whole thing got started because, you know, Yeah, as a theater journalist, I'm used to going to cover events and there were opening nights and I, you know, just going to shows. It's amazing. And then I could see that there were certain people like doing these live things, but they weren't as much like 
just positive conversations and talking and like connecting with the community. And I think that's what's so beautiful about these is people are like commenting on the YouTube and it's yeah. like, it's a fun way to spend an afternoon. It is. It's a great way to spend an afternoon. And I tell so many students that I work with, it's so important to find your safe space. And that's when I encourage them to do the warm up in that space because you, you are sharing this space possibly with other people that, you know, are trying to do something else at the same time that you're trying to express yourself as an artist. So, but it's, it is important. It's important to do things that make you happy to watch shows that uplift you and, and inspire you. So I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you. Glad you came on. Yeah, it's funny because I've been listening uh, before these videos. I always like listen to like interviews or like songs that you've been in just to like get in the mood. But Breathe is one of my like constants and, and fearless. Like truly they're, they're so inspiring and it's really cool that you sang them. <laughs> oh, thanks. I think so too. <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel so, you know, like everybody, I, I love uh, I love to sing. It's been my passion since I was, I, I can't remember a time when I wasn't singing. And so it's my way of expressing myself and it, it brings me like the most joy. I love that I'm able to sing and um, be recorded so that it brings joy to other people. I feel very lucky. Definitely, definitely did that. So I'd love to just do a little bit of like your origin story. I know you've spoken about it a lot, but you've had this wonderful career um, and people might know you from different parts, whether it's with Bet or Wicked or In the Heights or Hamilton. I mean, it's just nonstop. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Work. Work. So it all began when, no, it all began when I was born in Los Angeles, California. I'm the youngest of uh, three. So I have a brother and a sister and both of my parents worked full time. I always felt like i um, very lucky in a way because, because they both worked. I spent a lot of time with my grandma and my grandmother was very much into musical theater and singing and like big, like torch, like singers. So I fell in love with music through Ethel Merman and Judy Garland and Edie Gourmet and Tammy Terrell, like anybody that had this big voice that my grandma loved, like that's who I loved. And um, my grandmother, you know, saw something in me and I was the only grandchild that sang along with her. And so she was like, we got to put this girl into lessons. You know, she sings too loud. You know, little did she know that that would help me, serve me later. But we have to figure out so she doesn't hurt herself. Mm -hmm. So there was this really great dinner theater down the street from my grandma's house called the Showboat Dinner Theater. And a dinner theater is where you sit and eat a meal and people do a show. And I thought it was like the best place ever because not only because of the show part, but it was a place that my brother could also tolerate. and. Um, they had all-you-can-eat pickles. So two of my favorite things, like all at once. So my grandmother, we saw Manda La Mancha Ooh. this one time. And uh, the Aldanza, she had this incredible voice. So my grandma went up to her and said, you know, my granddaughter can sing, like, but she needs lessons. And the woman said, well, I'm a singing teacher. So that's how my singing teacher, like I found my first singing teacher and I started to learn my foundation of singing. And that happened when I was about seven. I started really, really young and it's just because my grandma just, she loved it so much and she was like, she went along with me. So she took me to every lesson and um, she would pick up a, 
a pack of like Winchell's donuts. I don't know if anybody knows that. They're very like West Coast, kind of like Krispy Kreme, not the same, but you know, kind of like that. And there would always be like three missing because she would always eat like a few beforehand. But she would be like, okay, it's time for the lesson. And uh, I just loved it. I loved those car rides with her and singing with her. And so that's when my love of musical theater really began, you know? And then I did everything, you know? My grandma put me in lessons. She put me in performing groups. I performed in malls. I, you know, would sing kind of anywhere that anybody would allow me to, like every family function. And then um, when I was 15, I went to a musical theater camp called Broadway Theater Project. Mm-hmm. And it's still around. It's in Tampa, Florida. I got a full scholarship and I went for two weeks. And it, at that time, it was run by Anne Ranking. It was like theater heaven. Everybody there was around my age. You know, we're all in like, like high school, you know, and it was two weeks. We were away from our families. And every day was like a new class for what I loved with people that were like the best, like around the country. And I just, I loved it. Brought in teachers like Gregory Hines and Treat Williams and Jeff Calhoun. And I just, I was like, this is amazing. And when I got home, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And then I went back and I did high school theater. (laughs) And I did, uh, you know, I did community theater. And then I wasn't really ready to leave for school. You know, I really wanted to go to New York always. But I wasn't ready because I am very close to my family. You know, I tell you a lot about my grandma. And I wasn't ready to leave my mom. And so I stayed and I went to school for a year at a school called CalArts in California. And during that year, I was also in a band called Any Old Charlie. And we used to play at this dive bar called Jack Sugar Shack in Hollywood, California. And so I was getting like, oh, and I also joined this other band called Big Fuzz and the Fuzzettes. And it was oh. So I got like a feel of everything. And at that time, I also put together a one woman show at the, gosh, I can't remember, the Roosevelt Hotel. I can't remember, the Cinegirl. Oh, it's all coming back. It's all coming back. Um, but so I was, I did this show at the Cinegirl. My musical director was this guy, Bill Schneider. And Bill was also Bette Midler's vocal arranger for all of her background like vocals. So when I was at school at CalArts, big circle, but I'm coming there. I love it. When I was at school at CalArts, uh, Bill called and said, Bet is having open calls to, um, for Harlettes. Like, do you want to go and stand in line and sing to be a Harlette? And I was like, absolutely. So I went, I stood in line and I made it through all of the auditions till the end. We had to dance. We had to sing. I had to sing a three-part harmony. And then the final audition was for Bet, And she came in and I mean, you know, I'm like, yeah, like I love, love her. Of course. That doesn't change, like having worked with her. And she came in in this like two-piece green suit. She looks so fabulous with these glasses. And um, she gave me my first job. And I wasn't, I, would, I was a backup uh, vocalist with the band, but I also had different like crosses that I had to make. And I had to wear the one outfit that was like a g-string and my dad was coming to the show and I was like oh my god but it was it, I lived my my it was amazing so it took me away from California and it took me on the road and I was on the road with her for about six months and we played New York we played uh, Madison Square Garden two nights we played Jersey and we stayed at the Plaza Hotel and at that hotel I, I just love New York. I was like, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. 
And so I saved all that money from that tour and I moved and I never stayed at the Plaza Hotel again. I moved to Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) I got a job and I bagged groceries um, in the morning for really wealthy people. And I, um, at night I worked as a hostess coat check girl. And um, during the day I auditioned and I went to every open call I could possibly find because I didn't have an agent. And I booked my first job after six months in New York at the Vineyard Theater in a show called Eli's Coming. Show starred, and I was so naive at that time, but it was directed by Diane Paulus. It starred Jimmy Hume, Anika Noni Rose, and Ronel Bay, and Wilson Jermaine Heredia. And it was about the music of Laura Nero. I mean, it was like the ultimate dream first job. And so that really, that job changed my life. Because That's where you got the Obie Award, right? Um, an Obie Award, an Off-Broadway Award. And then the producers from Disney Theatrical came and saw that show and saw me and asked me to audition for uh, Princess Amneris, Braida. And so that started that whole trajectory. Like I, um, I auditioned, I got the job as Adina Menzel's understudy, another curly girl. Yes, and, um, one of us. And she was so amazing. Honestly, like Adina was so such a wonderful mentor at that time in my life. And I'm so grateful for that time. I did every reading. I did the wicked reading. I was in the ensemble for the first reading of the first act. And then from there, I did a show called Dance of the Vampires. Yes. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then it totally bombed. And, uh, but it was with Michael Crawford and directed by John Rando, uh, Renee Bergenbaugh. I mean, it was, it was incredible. And my life has just been continuously going on this different like track. I love it. It, it is such a strong origin story. Like, you know, it is amazing how the like the small parts that you don't necessarily think like oh this one show or I remember going on teen travel and we saw hairspray and I was like what is this and I that's how I became obsessed with musicals it like changes your life and you know if you're that person yeah you know like I, I talk about my brother a lot because um I always say that for people to find their safe space in case they have a brother that's like be quiet all the time because mine was but I'm my brother is so proud of me and I'm so proud of him that whenever he, he watches Family Guy, he'll always be like, oh my gosh, it just plays Shapoopy. Like he just, <laughs> all of these musical references, he knows who Patti LuPone is, he knows all of it because of my obsession and love for it, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. It's not often in your life that you can meet a significant other that has so much love for, for a certain show. I've seen Hamilton 10 times, no, eight times. I've seen eight times, but I did see it in Puerto Rico on Lynn's birthday, which was amazing. Oh, hey, Lynn. (laughs) And he has seen it 48 times. Amazing. Right? Right. Well, you know, he's, he's never saw original cast. He's seen a lot of like, we saw it on Broadway. He took me to London on my birthday, Chicago. Also going to watch it on Disney Plus. With the original cast, it's going to be like a full, now you guys have done it. You've seen it all. (laughs) Exactly. I am so excited for that. And yeah, it's crazy to think that like my 10th and his 50th will be at the same time. It's absurd. But that's love. It is. (laughs) It is. It's so cool. Yeah. So I saw Hamilton for the first time with you and Javi. 
back in the day. It was so special. I was being a reporter in Texas. I was an on-air reporter and anchor. And I came home, uh, West Texas, in Odessa for CBS 7. Nice. You're breaking news and weather authority. I got Texas deep in my heart. Oh, yeah? Yes. (laughs) It is. I love it. And yeah, I I went to the box office. And I always tell people, just go to the box office because I went on that Monday. I didn't think they'd have anything, but I said, what do I have to lose? And they were like, well, we have a couple of tickets for Wednesday. And I was like, what? So my friend Julia, who introduced me to Hamilton, we went together. And it's such a special show. It's an incredible, it's an incredibly special show. And it means so much to so many people. And um, it's our history, you know? And I don't know, it's so overwhelming sometimes before, you know, the music starts and the lights go down. And every night, the audience cheers. They're so excited. And you think about everything that everybody in that audience has been through to get there for that night and how special it is and how hard they had to work to get those tickets and purchase those tickets. And none of it, I don't think any of it is taken for granted by the creative team, especially, um, and not the cast, you know, we feel so honored to be a part of it. What do you think it's going to be like the first show back? Oh, it's going to be like, yeah. Like, I think everybody's just so, so excited. And that's why I love that they're, they're releasing it on Disney Plus for like, I think it's on the 4th of July around. Yeah, I think it's like the third and then, so it'll be the weekend. Because it's like, hello and hi. Um, Because it is, it's an American story. And I think that we all need to hear it right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we all need that inspiration. And if you don't listen to it on your, for your workouts or whatever, you're listening it, to it somewhere. So it's a part of your life. Now it's a part of so many people's like history, you know? Yeah. So I love it. I just think it's so great. And they're all my friends. So I'm just so proud of what they created, you know? And what a, what a time for in the Heights, you know, with the movie coming out next year and then Hamilton. It's, it's so wonderful and it's so deserved. They've all worked so hard and it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to think that somebody is going to fall in love with all of these characters for the first time, a whole new generation. And that just brings me so much joy because they were, all of these characters were made with so much love, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and you can feel it, right? You can feel it when you're in the room where it happens. <laughs> Nonstop in my brain, just reference, reference. I love it. <laughs> I always like when people appreciate it. I think everybody, it's just a part of the vocab, our vocabulary now. Yes. So when you do think of different things, like when you say, oh, work, you're like, work, like all of a sudden your arm just like, it's just like a reaction. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And even just like fearless squad, right? There are a lot of people talking about that and you know, what an inspiration you are. Like, it's just, it is so nice to have this community where people lift each other up. And I was listening to your interview with Rory O'Malley earlier. And what I thought there's this like kind of uh, in an odd way, full circle moment, you were talking about this mother daughter combo who this mom said that her daughter had cancer and reached out to the fearless squad to, you know, lift each other up. Being strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so to, to now have the Broadway community, like lifting you up, how, how do you feel about that? I feel, you know, I created the fearless squad. I wanted to, I wanted people to have a place online that would be inclusive and give people a sense of belonging. And I thought that if you didn't have a squad, well, you can be part of mine. And it really has changed my life. And at this time in my life, it has never been more relevant. You know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer this past November. 
And I didn't know really how I was going to get through it. I didn't, you know, I'm, it was my first mammogram. I'm young. I have a young child and nobody in my family had had cancer. I didn't know like the next step and had it not been really for my, um, my family, but my, my other family, which is my, uh, my community on Broadway, I don't know how I would have gotten through it, but I'm proud to say that I am a breast cancer survivor. So I'm happy to say that. I'm proud to say it. And I know that it didn't happen uh, by myself. And I think of so many people right now that are just being diagnosed mm. and uh, I want them to know like, and this is something that I've always said in Fearless Squad is that they're not alone and you have so many people with you and reaching out and being vulnerable and sharing your story. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong. So if you are going through whatever you're going through right now, make sure that you reach out, that you don't go through it alone. Right. The, the community is what makes everything so, so strong, right? It's absolutely, absolutely. It beautiful. It's so important. And I think it's just, uh, I don't know, it's where we, where I come from, you know, community is such an important part, but when you're a part of a theater community, mm. you realize that things don't happen on their own. It takes an entire team to make something magical. You know what I mean? So I think having that already, having that squad made me feel like, well, if somebody else is looking for that safe space, like why not just create one? I so I love it because they, because it's been around now for three years and some um, people that have, you know, were around at the beginning, you know, now they've graduated high school, going to college. Some of, some people, you know, Peyton, I'm so happy to say that she is also cancer free and that um, she's thriving. And so I'm just, I'm so proud of everybody that's a part of it. It makes me so it makes me so happy. Yeah. My friend, Julie Larkin here in my like theater circle, she's saying from another survivor, it is so important what you're saying. Oh, well, thank you so much. I think, especially right now with um, COVID happening, you know, when I first was diagnosed with cancer, it was like my world, it was like my, everything stopped for me, but the world kept going. But now with COVID, it's kind of like the world has stopped and yet cancer patients have to keep going. We have to keep getting our treatment. We have to keep going to all our appointments. And it's hard, you know, because you're going to all of these things alone. Yeah. You know, I did my chemo treatments, my last chemo treatments by myself. And you're in a lobby with other people that are also alone. And that's when you realize like, well, I guess we're all in this together. So yeah. Um, I encourage anybody going through any struggle right now that, that you're going to make it through. Just keep going. I love that. What so inspiring. Absolutely oh, amazing. Thank you. Well, it's the truth. It's my truth now, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be, um, I never thought that I would be part of this conversation, but I'm very proud to be, to be part of it. Thank you for those words. My friend, Elisa, who goes by Dr. Drama, she said, ask Mandy about Nelba and Anna Grace. Oh, Nelba is a friend that I made through Fearless Squad, Nelba Marquez Green, and we became friends and she is now one of my, my dearest friends. And she lost her daughter, um, Anna, to um, gun violence. But through the Fearless Squad, we have developed an incredible friendship and love. And um, she supports me as, as much as I hope that I support her. She's a true friend. 
Amazing. It is when you when you meet people, even online, like some of my best friends I've met through these communities and just by lifting each other up, you realize your common interests and that when you're having a dark day, they're there to lift you up. Absolutely. It's friendship. Yeah. You know, that's what friends are about. And I learned that, you know, when I first uh, was diagnosed, it was really hard for me to tell my friends. Mm. And um, it wasn't until because I never wanted to be like, yeah, you know, they, they're busy. They got their own lives. I never wanted to be that, like, how do you call somebody and be like, hey, guess what? Um, but when I finally did, it was like it released something for me. And I really felt like I was no longer alone. And my friend Janet DeCall said to me, like, this is what this, this is what friendship is about. Yeah. We're here for one another through the good times and through the bad, you know? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Switching ever so slightly, whenever you and Chris Jackson sing when you're home, it is like something magical is happening. Oh, well, there's nobody that I love singing with more. He, I feel like we grew up together and um, it's so easy to sing with Chris. I mean, he's such an incredible talent. And then when it's like, I don't know, we just fall into place, you know? I have so much, um, so much love for him and his family and he's my family. So it's like, it's just the best. What was it like doing the ham for hams? Oh, sorry. There's that delay. (laughs) What was it like doing the ham for hams? Well, I only did one. I only did the one with Chris. The mic went out, so I had to use a bullhorn, which makes a lot of sense. I told you I'm really loud. kept going. I mean, it's showbiz. The show must go on. Exactly. Exactly. So I always like to end these asking if there are any um, nonprofits or anything that you want people to keep an eye out for with you. There's so many, you know, so many beautiful like organizations right now. Uh, BCRF is um, Breast Cancer Relief Foundation, wonderful work uh, for breast cancer. The Actors Fund is a wonderful organization right now. We're all going through it. So, oh, and here's my daughter. Hey. Thanks for coming on and thank you all for watching. We'll see you at the show. Bye show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the fifth episode of B-Way Show, the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe so you can be a spy on the inside for future episodes. To see us work and check out Mandy's In the Heights and Hamilton posters, head over to B-Way Show YouTube. Thanks as always to Kyle Braxton, aka Geddon, for these awesome beats. Jelani Remy for the beautiful intro riff, and Chelsea Hill, aka Illustrating Diva, for the cool cover art. If this was your jam, you can become a Showtreon. Head over to patreon.com slash show. We do weekly trivia and monthly video chats. It's a fun time. Come check it out. We don't know the future of live theater or when Broadway will be back, but we do know it's on all of us to get through this pandemic. Wear a mask, vote, be safe, and let's take care of ourselves. We'll see you at the show. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E 
www.thepeopleshow.org because only together we rise.